friend and welcome to mandatory redistribution party this episode is quite spooky and strange sean and myself explore the ideas of argentine trotskyist posadas who reckons socialism will be delivered to earth aboard ufos i also humbly offer a segment exploring the gothic horror in the works of karl marx trick or treat uh, no it's not a trick it's real we would not trick you open up your carrier bag here comes the sweeties Oh, oh God, why did I say that? Well, I've recorded it now, so uh, just I'm just going to cut to me and Sean talking about kaiju. Part of the way to achieve socialism in this country is to build either a mech mm-hmm. or a biological, like kind of a Godzilla or King Kong that, if we stop doing socialism, is going to go bananas. Right. This is a solution for not stopping doing socialism. Yeah, we've got to get there first. Yeah, as part of revolution. So part of it is just like, you know, organise, unionise, try and build dual power, right? Yeah. And the other part is research what's better, mech or commie King Kong. Well, a mech, a mech is just a person inside a weapon, right? So a, a mech is a functionally equivalent. Oh, it doesn't have to be a person. It can it can be just an AI it's mech. An AI. I don't yeah, want to be killed like by a bot. A, I want like to be Ian, killed by a champ. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. Ian Banks is. Um, you read Ian Banks's books? Yeah, yeah. Where all the all the spaceships are like supercomputer brains, but they're all anarchists. I think because you know when you're playing a game, losing to an AI is more embarrassing than just losing to like someone who could be like an esports champion. Yeah. But the, but at the same time, like when, when they, I want to be killed by an che- intelligence. But aren't chess machines better at chess than humans? So like actually getting owned by a machine is like yeah, of course it's going to beat me. It's, it's at a chess. Computer. Chess is a very like all the information is known at all times, mm. and so you can just crunch it. Mm. Chess is mm. just how much can you crunch the possibilities yeah, and the okay. permutations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas fighting a space battle against a mech. <laughs> That actually, I think, a human being with good reflexes. You probably need someone under 21, so they've got really good reflexes. Really, yeah, so we're going full anime, anime yeah, territory yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the only but reason they would be, be fighting killed. the mech is if they deviate from socialism, right? I'm just saying, when we do do that, yeah. <laughs> I want to be killed by an intelligence. Yeah. I want to be killed by like a, an impressionable young child or a monster. I'm okay. just, I just want to rule monster, out that it's yeah, AI controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you win? You win, monster? What have I got? I'm just me. Are you, no, yeah, you're nothing. I'm, I'm just I'm saying, on the are shore. you on board with the idea? <laughs> oh, I thought you said, would you win? I'm like, what, against Whoa, a kaiju? No, I know, of course you not wouldn't win. win. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a movie, it's a deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can also protect us from capitalists. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if one person goes, maybe capitalism's good, just Yeah, do you think, do you, listen, do you think there'd be a blockade around Cuba if Cuba had Godzilla? We're presuming that Godzilla is an ally and not just yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. So Godzilla is. Yeah, it, unless it's unless Godzilla, thumper. unless unless it knows you've got a non-socialist, then he's going to come for you. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't have to be Godzilla. It's just whatever we've we've got the monster. But I'm saying that the, the, the mech monster. the mech is because it's just someone with a machine. The mech's equivalent just to someone with their finger on the red button for the nukes. Yeah, who just presses it when. Yeah, well, I'm anti. I'm anti person in the mech. You want the person that I'm not. No, no, I just didn't want it to be an intelligence. I I I didn't want it to be a oh, machine. So, so build a organic brain to put within the mech and then you're okay with it yeah but obviously we have to have a round table discussion about what memories that brain should have does the brain know it's a brain in a mech there's a lot of very it's rosa luxembourg okay it's rosa luxembourg's brain in a mech you know i was just about to go to godzilla but now that it's rosa luxembourg's brain in a mech that's it's, rosa, it's either rosa luxembourg's brain in a mech or it's rosa luxembourg's brain in godzilla or it's rosa luxembourg's brain in king kong done Oh, I don't want that. We don't want King Kong. Don't want Kong. King Kong. I don't want to kill. Oh, yeah. Well, firstly, you don't want to King. It's a monarchy. Kong yeah, okay, can't yeah, kill yeah, yeah. a lot Comrade of things. Comrade Kong. King Kong's tired after a bit. Comrade King Kong. Kong's not that big. King, Co- Kong. King Kong is big. King Kong's not that big. Comrade Kong. King Kong's not that big. <laughs> Fuck off. He climbs a building. Huh? Can you climb the Empire? St- what? King Kong's massive. It's like the talking, whole cell. Can we see King Kong's fucking huge? Imagine, are you comparing him to a plot, normal gorilla? The plot is there's a fucking giant ape. Oh, we'll bring him back to New York. And then he's so fucking huge. A, he's so fucking huge. People want to come and see him. That's how we sell tickets. Yeah. B, like he's so fucking huge, he escapes and goes on a rampage around King Kong, flipping cars over and picking up a human with his hand. Well, King picking Kong up a human, I can, I can do that. Yeah, not with one hand and like raising up with airplanes flying around. You're shooting bullets at you, they just bounce off. Yeah, if I picked a person, no one would fly a plane for it. Yeah, King, oh, King Kong, right, okay. But I, wait, you're comparing King Kong to me and I'm comparing King Kong to Godzilla and I'm just saying, let's just remove King Kong. King Kong can't take down a whole country. If, Q- okay, no, if I just Cuba had you. King Kong, Comrade the Kong, would Comrade remain. Kong. You're saying the Americans would defeat King Kong. I suppose they do defeat yeah, him in the movie. Yeah, of course the Americans would defeat King Kong. That's yeah, the plot of but the movie. But Comrade Kong, we'd put armour and stuff on him. He'd have an armour and a sword. Great. Loses mobility, the one thing he's got going for him. Actually, a bit of a myth that armour uh, slows you down. Most armour in the medieval period, because it would be built to fit your body and your body alone, and you'd be really, really mobile in it. So I don't mean that's flexibility. That's what we build for Comrade Kong. I don't mean... That's what we build for Comrade Kong. I mean okay. f- flexibility loss. Again, false. Okay, well, I just choose to disagree. Right. So, but you accept the principle of the kaiju. Yeah, well, can we just... We've got the kaiju now. Yeah, okay. We, okay, okay. I, I, I'm with you. Trust, okay. I don't trust Sidebar a human Kong. brain. I'd rather just be killed by the You don't element. trust Rosa Luxemburg? In as much as she's a human. I don't want to make mm. her superhuman. I just think... Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also think that when someone's in a mech in space and viewing from that perspective... It's hard to feel solidarity due to the massive cultural gap. So the Rosa Luxemburg we know... Why are they in space? Huh? Why are they in space? I just think mech's natural home oh, in space. Right. okay. And right. they can shoot down like an orbital. Oh, well, actually, if America, they might try to have like an orbital weapon and then the, the mech or Godzilla mm-hmm. or armor Comrade Kong could jump. Just Nick's Kong. Kong. Kong's not jumping Comrade space. Kong. One hand, hammer. The other, sickle. And you're saying even with that an armor, he's jumping to space. Yeah, we'd make it, we'd put a rocket pack on him. If we can build a mech, we can make a monkey fucking Just dangerous. have Godzilla. The thing about Godzilla is you don't need to do anything. It just turns out Godzilla was under the sea. In terms of manufacturing... And that shows greatest solidarity with industrial workers of the world because they don't need to make armour for a monkey. Right. How do we radicalise Godzilla then? Oh, so we get a neutral Godzilla 
and then we need to inform him of socialism. No! And then we need to get solidarity. No, no, we build the monster, whether it be mechanical or organic, to not only We're defend gonna us... We're going to build Godzilla. Yeah, somehow, as well as we build socialism, uh-huh. right, we build a kaiju. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, on the one hand, is what we fear so that we don't deviate from the path. Yeah. Do you ever think, you know, like, let's say I've got the mentality of like a teenage American school shooter and I just want right. to the world to disappear. Okay. In America, I could get a gun and mm, I can just mm. kill as many people as I can before they take me down. Oh, okay. But if I've got that mentality in this society, I just need to start up a lemonade stand and get an employee and start capitalism and I've destroyed the whole country. Uh-uh, no, uh-uh. They can get you. Oh, okay. It will just wipe me out. Yep. Okay, so we have made a suicide machine. Yeah, if you want to... I mean, I'm pro-euthanasia, so... <laughs> no, there's a difference between euthanasia <laughs> and someone having direct access to suicide. That's not euthanasia. Well, capitalism, you know, you need to be put out of your misery. Wow. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that you're genuinely a capitalist. You're just using it as a mechanism to kill yourself. Mm, Okay, maybe I don't think that. (laughs) We live in scary times. Unconcealed fascism is back in the corridors of power. Climate change threatens to boil every endangered species, including us, into steam. Baby boomers have made at least two memes about bringing back the cane. One of the greatest horrors, its shadow darkening all our days. A grotesque monstrosity born in the blood and mud of European feudalism. Its gore-sodden tendrils stretching to take grip of the world. Capitalism. The barbarity. The fear that capitalism ushers into existence poisons everything. Capitalism is frightening. The fear of not getting called back for an interview. The fear of getting sanctioned at the job centre. The fear of being late. The fear of revealing your mental health issues to your boss. The fear of a media that never questions any of this. The fear of leaving a partner you no longer love because you can't afford to. The fear of losing your job. The fear of being trapped in a job you hate. The fear of being two missed paydays away from homelessness. The fear of bailiffs. The fear of the police. The fear of bringing a child into the world because you don't know if you can afford it. And would you want to impose this life on another anyway? The fear of a bank or a landlord owning where you sleep. The fear of competition. The fear of your work not being recognised because it doesn't make someone else profit. The fear of leaders who personify capitalist values. Possessive, ruthless, vain. The fear of powerlessness. The fear of irrelevance. The fear of building something else. Capitalism is frightening. But you can't get a Halloween costume for capitalism. No one's ever going to make a horror film where capitalism's the baddie. I love horror as a genre. I like how it creates a scary thing, a monster, a baddie that can be seen, touched, sometimes even defeated. I like the sensation of safe dread, simulated fear at something that isn't real, that I know isn't actually going to jump off the page or screen and get me. I like the simplicity of being able to tell a character, don't go up the stairs, go out the door, or don't trust him, or put down that Ouija board. Sometimes Freddy Krueger seems easier to defeat than capitalism. It can be done in under two hours, and you just have to sit there. And if they did make a film where capitalism was the monster, we'd all be shouting different things. 
Electoralism is a waste of energy. Join a union. Make your own union. Put down that Ouija board. It's really easy to do Marxist readings of horror. The struggle between Dr. Frankenstein and the monster he created parallels the struggle between the capitalist and working class. Dracula represents the capitalist fear of the old ruling class, the aristocracy, heroic bourgeois technocrats, a doctor, a solicitor, a teacher, facing off the parasitic landowner. Zombie stories represent the capitalist fear of workers rising up. Proletarians seen as a mindless horde, often from cities, no longer working. The zombies are on strike. Singular in their desire, completely dehumanized, but completely united in their desire to eat the rich. Marx himself used the vocabulary of horror throughout his works. Even some of his most famous quotes are straight up goth. In the 18th Brumaire of Louis Napoleon, an essay about the French coup of 1851 in which Louis Napoleon Bonaparte, the nephew of the famous Napoleon that got attacked by rabbits, seized dictatorial powers. Marx writes, Men make their own history, but they do not make it as they please. They do not make it under self-selected circumstances, but under circumstances existing already, given and transmitted from the past. The tradition of all dead generations weighs like a nightmare on the brain of the living. In Marx's Capital Volume 1, the almost thousand-page book that is itself pretty terrifying, Marx repeatedly describes capitalism in the language of gothic horror. In the chapter on the working day, Marx describes the ways businesses want workers to work longer and longer hours as a vampire thirst for the living blood of labour, and then later on as the werewolf's hunger for surplus labour. Capitalists want us to work longer because they make money by paying us less than what they make from our work. That's why Marx writes, Capital is dead labour, which, vampire-like, only lives by sucking living labour, and lives the more, the more labour it sucks. Marx systematically trashes the liberal idea that workers freely enter a contract with employers in a system where such work is the only choice of those with nothing to sell but their labour, writing, The period of time for which he is free to sell his labour power is the time for which he is forced to sell it. The vampire will not let go while there remains a single muscle, sinew or drop of blood to be exploited. Later, in a chapter about capitalism's origins, the privatisation of land once held in common, the transformation of peasants into wage labourers, the slave trade, colonialism, child exploitation, Marx ends with a gruesome description of the birth of capitalism. If money, according to Augier, comes into the world with a congenital bloodstain on one cheek, capital comes dripping from head to toe, from every pore, with blood and dirt. For Marx, the capitalist is not only a parasite, but a predator, the working class its prey. Capital is dead labour. It is always hungry and it feeds on the work of ordinary people. Every hour we work, and without our own capital, we have to, makes the monster more powerful. Although Marx refers to vampires and werewolves, Marx's monster doesn't seem like something Buffy could slay. It's more of a Lovecraftian cosmic horror, a huge, barely comprehensible elder god. And I am fucking scared of it. But Marx didn't just use the language of horror to describe capitalism. He also pointed out there was something that capitalists were scared of, a phantom that terrifies the powerful. The Communist Manifesto begins. A spectre is haunting Europe, the spectre of communism. All the powers of old Europe have entered into a holy alliance to exercise this spectre. Yeah, I like that. Do you know what might be even more fun than watching horror movies? 
scaring the shit out of billionaires. The best thing about the working class is that it isn't just a spectre, a storybook monster. It is very real. And we all get to be the monster together, chasing Alan Sugar up the stairs when he should have gone out the front door. The existence of flying saucers and living beings on other planets is a phenomena that the dialectical conception of history can admit. If the beings do exist, they must have a societal organization superior to our own. Their appearances are not the effect of bellicose or aggressive sentiments. This means that they have no need for war, that they do not come to Earth with goals of conquest in mind. In this planet's history, when a people has felt itself to be more capable and invaded another country, it did so with conquest in mind in the form of war. The class struggle on Earth is a result of the organization of society into classes, that of possessors and that of the exploited. The behavior of these beings seems not to be aggressive in character. All the people who say that they have seen them say that none of them were of an aggressive disposition or inspired fear in them. All of those say that they awakened their curiosity. If these were beings from afar, with swords, cannons, stones, and rocks, with tools of conquest, they would inspire fear. But these beings come to observe, they try to make it understood that they intend no harm. Their behavior expresses their superior organization. We must call on them to intervene, to help us resolve the problems we have on Earth. The essential task is to suppress poverty, hunger, unemployment and war. To give everyone the means to live in dignity and to lay the bases for human fraternity. We need to establish a new society, socialism, and we must appeal to the beings on other planets when they come here to intervene and collaborate with Earth's inhabitants in this endeavor. Bravo. Actually, I just reference what this is. Yeah. That was an extract from Jay Posadas's Flying Sources, The Process of Matter and Energy, Science, The Revolutionary and Working Class Struggle and the Socialist Future of Mankind, 26th of June, 1968. In a nutshell, to do communism, one should first make first contact we with need the UFOs. an alien race. <laughs> Where do you pick a hole in that? Treat this seriously, right? As an as an academic work of Marxist okay, literature, yeah, yeah, yeah. which and it is. And you, and you I, just read it, I just read it out from Marxist.org, mate. Yes, it's legit. So it is held up. Yeah, yeah. So what would if you want to make a formal critique of that? Where would you come at it? Because I think it holds up pretty well. Oh, watertight. Yeah. Well, no. Right. Okay. I'm going to pick my first hole. <laughs> right. Okay. Because he's saying like, oh, they always come in peace or always observers. Well, what about all the people that are about probing? Probing's not like. I mean, I guess you can put probing it in the realm is a non-peaceful of, observation. It's not war. It's, it's pretty not intrusive. It's not war, but it's pretty intrusive on the yeah. old body there. Yeah, it's it's not conquest, but it's not that isolationist either to probe someone. No, probing isn't isolationist, but it's not okay. No, bad. We're saying okay. They don't understand like body consent, right? So right. they're weird. Hands-on, yeah, touchy. There's nothing about communism which rules that out. Communism isn't a utopia. 
They can have a horrible state. Resources are shared equally, but everyone's just constantly probing each other. Uh, Yeah, debunked. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because our only goal here is to get communism, right? We can have all manner of other social problems. Um... (laughs) 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 Would you accept accept Would you accept a full equalised, shared, resourced communist state that if, doesn't understand consent. <laughs> well, only with regards to probing. Why? So is that my choice? Like neoliberal, yeah. neoliberal apocalypse capitalism, but no one's probing me mm. or communism and collective ownership of the means of production. It's very likely you'll get probed. The constant. Oh, it's, so it's not just a thing that could happen. It's very likely I'm going to get when probed. When we say probing as well, and I, I think this might be a mucky subject that we edit out, Yeah, but we're we meaning the, the insertion of like a metal tube or object or uh, tool. Yeah, yeah, or some sort of uh, exploratory scientific Uh, device. Into just any existing orifice. Yeah. Okay, so probing's like, not only fuck, but has this weird, like, Japanese tentacle porn overtones to it. It's very... The probing stuff seems very psychosexual. Yeah. Posadas is like, oh, they're just observing. So if if Posadas does know about the probing, he's like, well, they're just trying to learn. What about when they put the tractor beam up and they lift a cow into a saucer and then leave? Well, they're then looking at the cow, trying to find out about the cow. They're not killing it. They're not just like dropping a space grenade on it. Oh, I thought one of the things connected to like UFOlogy in like America and like the Midwest is that these cows just turn up like weirdly dead, like exploded, like oh, oh, right, yeah, like just like bizarrely dead in a way that a cow dying of natural causes couldn't die this way. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, so UFOlogy was like coming in to try and maybe be an explainer for that. Well, bit. I don't know. He's in the sixties. Maybe he's just like, well, they might blow up a cow, but if they don't, as long as they don't blow up a proletarian. To be honest, my conception of the aliens of being like purely peaceful, most aliens I know of. What am I talking about? Like <laughs> <laughs> Most alien stories. Yeah. Because like Twin Peaks and stuff, like those guys were big into the like early. Because yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of the first ones was, oh, like somewhere in Virginia. Like in Virginia has got a lot of the early ones. Mm. They had this big like diamond headed alien. But like people universally are scared of these. These are monster stories. They're not peaceful. Imagine, like, monsters, like genuine things that inspired terror. Yeah. That's who you're getting communism off. Eight tentacles. Yeah. Gone in every single tentacle. It's communism, but there are these bizarre... I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sounding racist, right, aren't I? Just because they're bizarre, mm, yeah, okay, many-tentacled, yeah, 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 huge, yeah, robotic, fire-off lasers. Yeah. Posadas doesn't even mention what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. I have the weirdest alien... Cause I used to be into this when I was little. I used to read, like, loads of just testimonies. The weirdest alien body description I've ever heard of was like nine feet tall. Yeah. Big, like bestial bear legs, but the fur like ebony black. Then giant bat wings, no arms, the head almost completely cylindrical, and it just tapers to like a curve. At the very top of its being, there's no <sighs> sensory apparatus, but it just curves over like the top of a sphere, but it's all covered in black fur, massive bat wings coming directly off the sides, not from the back. They're coming where arms would be. Right. And it said it just came and it just ran at them. I don't want <laughs> I don't want communism from those. I wonder what the predator is. I'm just going to think into aliens now. I don't think mm-hmm. the predator is communist. The predator seems like anarcho primitivist. <laughs> I was thinking like, what if they like hunting things? Pretty like American Republican or something. 
or a no the nature of their society is like tribal isn't it don't know is it don't know enough about predator law oh they're clearly like based on braves and here's is your coming of age and oh, and right. that's why they've given them like braided hair and beads and stuff because to an american film producer that speaks to a certain tribal background which what? is why they can be these hunters and and everything's about their feats of strength but also they can like fly through this through space and stuff what about the xenomorph from alien because the alien one is a bit like xenomorphs are non-political and they are created xenomorphs are a proletarian just a themselves oh right oh xenomorph proletarian yeah, but no class consciousness. Ah, okay. In the same way that, like, you could argue that a, a cow is proletarian in a way, but they don't have any class consciousness or... Because in Alien, they've got into space, but it's all still mega-capitalist. Like, they've not resolved the problems on Earth, because that's the plot well, the xenomorphs haven't resolved capitalism. Not the xenomorphs! <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> right. Weaver and all that. To be fair, the xenomorphs do their best to resolve capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, because they go towards uh, an, an extracting... Mm. mining vessel yeah that has already extracted loads of ore yeah this could be activism <laughs> oh my god posadas really recontextualizes yeah. alien yeah that meteorite was not yours to extract from well hold Obviously, on the xenomorph hold doesn't on. know how to express predator that. is killing american soldiers agents of imperialism mm-hmm. whoa predator 2 though i think they're just taking out randos in a city though yeah they? okay yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but even then <laughs> <laughs> what death is a liberation from uh, capitalism? No, I'm still saying they, they've. If they were definitely going after capitalism, like a major metropolitan city in America, I'm not saying that terrorism is good, but I'm <laughs> saying if they are anti-capitalist terrorists, that fit. Like if if they were to blow up a, a barn, I oh, like the RAF, huh? Uh, the Red Army Front, Beta Meinhof. What in that just caused terrorism to try and bring down this state? Which yeah, is yeah, basically yeah, all terrorism yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. right? Well, no, Beta Meinhof, like, no, Beta Meinhof are better than Predator. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the Predator isn't just picking up random... It's terrorism. I'm saying mm-hmm. there's a chance it's terrorism because mm-hmm. it could just be, like, random people out in a barn in the middle of nowhere, and it's not uh, bad. Okay, yeah, they're targeting yeah. the centre of capital. Is that why all the aliens in Doctor Who, you know, they never attack anywhere in Africa? Yeah, they never do that. They always go for London. Yeah. Yeah. We've hit onto something here. We've hit onto some messages which is that he was wrong to say that they're peaceful, but they are a bit too radical. A bit too hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the ones in the 60s were like, but then there's, there's, there's factionalism, there's yeah. splitters that have gone hardcore. How yeah, does Star Trek fit into this? So Star Trek's like... Well, Star Trek presumes that we've managed to hit, get communist ourselves. Yeah. 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 Pretty hierarchical, but pretty commie, isn't it? And early on, pretty horny as well. Let's, okay, let's avoid the 1960s one and go to like... Patrick Stewart, the next generation, where it's slightly less sexist. Although there is, there's still. Apparently, he requested to the writers. He was like, "Oh, I don't think my character's getting enough sex." Really? So they, yeah, they, they, um, they made an episode called like the Captain's Holiday, where he goes to a planet. Where <laughs> what he, a terrible he, name! He goes to a planet. Captain Picard goes to a planet and then like meets like a sexy archaeologist. Okay. And like that was literally written to appease Patrick Stewart. So you know, in extras, there's a weird thing where he's he's like talking to Ricky Gervais and he's just talking about these women and he's got like an idea and he's like oh and then and then they're all naked yeah and he's like weirdly horny it's like that is apparently like an only slight exaggeration wow. of patrick stewart's which is probably re- agreed to it not realizing he was being lampooned do you know he's still like chancellor of huddersfield uni so if you graduate you get to yeah. like shake his hand or whatever oh, i didn't know that yeah uh bonus but back to posadism star trek communist but every time they interact with a planet well, they don't really spread. They're Could not really spreading communism. Never colonize another. Isn't Elon Musk already trying to do this 
within the confines of capitalism. Well, and Be- is Bezos building some space stuff as well. Yeah. They're all about colonising Mars, aren't they? they I don't see any reason why they couldn't... Why capitalism couldn't just spread out like a virus across the whole solar system? That's what it did on Earth, didn't it? And actually, if Mm. they can spread out more places... The message should go out to the aliens, because I think if we ever got to that point and we met a communist society... We'd probably wipe them out. fuck them up. Yeah, judging by what we've done historically. But then we'll keep their music, if that's any good, if they've got any good food. Take their food, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, just fuck those guys Well, we'll just blockade them and then let their economy collapse... And, and if like, any oh, of them, that doesn't work. If any of them respond with any kind of violence to our slow encroachment upon their whole capacity for living, yeah. that will probably allow us to retaliate yeah. in full. In fact, the fact that they're communists is probably going to be A1 in the list of propaganda items to justify destroying them. Fucking hell. They're communists, so they've got to be wiped out, but we also want their minerals. <laughs> yeah. Was it like the 70s? They sent out that like singular message that's just going to float around. With like an anatomical drawing. Yeah. And there was a massive dispute about whether or not they should include a little bit of vulva on the woman. I think they took it out in the end. But someone was like, guys, don't put your own weird sexual hang-ups on this. Just draw two people. (laughs) People were like, yeah, okay, we've drawn two people. And now to take out the vulva? Just Just keep that out. Let's just (laughs) bowdlerize. And what else is in there? Some music, I think. Do you think the aliens found that and were like, nah bad yeah leave it yeah they don't deserve us bringing them communism imagine looking at that and just being no this isn't uh not doing it for me if we want to critique posados is the aliens are going to save his idea uh-huh the idea of like some external force bringing this they might bring us things that would make it easier like they might bring like a way to just make infinite food or something hyper seeds yeah. God knows. But no, anything they bring, they bring a technology like that because automation currently, you'd think automation would help usher in yeah, communism. but it's just but brought it into logic of capitalism. And so would any, any technology they bring would be brought into logic of capitalism. What, what, yeah, what piece unless- of sci-fi space tech could usurp capitalism's logic? Exactly. Well, I think they could bring things that help, but I'm not saying that they those things would bring about communism. Uh-huh. I'm saying they could be tools that could be used by a revolutionary movement to help bring it about like a, right. good, a great gun well no <laughs> but i don't think a gun but maybe food a way to make more food right <laughs> they've come all this way and they're bringing like bread and yeah. rice <laughs> well we're coming from the premise that they're like good eggs yeah no, no i'm just saying right. that it's just a long way to go for stuff that we can get at the shop well no well because we can't you know millions of people are starving so it it if you can, I mean, it would be an indictment upon capitalism. If any way to stop world hunger is someone coming from another galaxy to to move food that we have already on this planet just to these villages where we're not allowing them to get it. <laughs> the reason it wouldn't work is because it's coming from outside, and then it's it's got no staying power because there's nothing. If these aliens just brought us and we're like, oh, look, communism works. We've done it, and we've got all these machines that bring you infinite stuff. It would all just be absorbed by the logic of capitalism unless there'd been a revolutionary movement on Earth. It's the same thing of like, oh, let's invade a country to bring them democracy. Mm-hmm. That's just going to bring about a load of problems. You're in, in, imposing a thing externally onto people who haven't controlled that themselves. Bad. But Won't also, work. Passard is saying that these aliens are peaceful. That was like one of the fundamental things he tries to reason through it. These are peaceful aliens. So mm. the aliens turn up. They've got no intention of harming anyone or 
or forcing their ideology on anyone. Yeah. The aliens are turned up. They're like hyper powerful because mm. they've got like technology beyond our understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they go, okay, we're the communist aliens. And then there's like a small group of like leftists on earth who are like, great, let's do communism. Yeah. And obviously all the world leaders are like, hello, what do you want? Yeah. How do you go from that to the world is now communist? Yeah, it's not going to without, without at some point. Without a war. Go, without them going, listen, I, did, I hope it didn't come to this, but since you've been a bit pushy, we have got like a massive laser. That <laughs> <laughs> You'll be gone. Ah, so the laser, you're saying the laser, if they had... I'm just saying it has to come on some point down to force. So a thing that's Because like, capitalists aren't going to be like, oh yeah, you've convinced me. The aliens convinced me. It's called like, it's a, a hyper weapon nicknamed the guillotine. But what it yeah. does is it just deletes the bourgeoisie. It's a guillotine, but the, the, the actual blade is a laser just to update it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a la- it, well, it just beams people out of existence. They just disappear mm-hmm. like they've been raptured. And maybe they just peacefully, they put them in a... Teleport in a, them to the sun. In a lovely alien zoom. And then... To it, be honest, you they've could, also got you a machine that redistributes them, everything. You could just send them to a... Like, let's say that, that they've got powers beyond our imagining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send them to a different place where they can go do capitalism on their own. No one even gets, needs to get harmed. They're just, just displaced. And if displacing people is so bad, then they shouldn't have done it so many times during their own life. <laughs> what would you do if you're the alien... And your task is bring communism. Okay, communize Earth. All right. What would you do? Okay, so I've landed. Okay, so let me just set. Oh, you landed. I'd hover for a bit first. (laughs) Set the scene. Okay. So I'm going past somewhere on a routine transport mission. Okay. And I hear a distress beacon from some Trotskyists. And I can encode it because I've got like the, the babble fish or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I say, help us, please. You're the way we can get communism on our planet and the capitalists are killing us. Help us, Sean Morley. You're our only hope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I come down I'm, I'm, I, and now I'm looking, I'm scanning. I'm using my long range scan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the scan tells me everything. <laughs> Bourgeoisie, <laughs> and then it's like all the numbers of the yeah. nukes, yeah, it's and then like, loads I'm, of brands, just that symbols for like Nike yeah. and Shell are coming up. Scanning someone's brain, ABC One, capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> delete, not yet, computer. Need more information. <laughs> Wants to delete straight away. Delete question mark. <laughs> Deletes on my favourites on my UI. <laughs> <laughs> Delete? No, not yet. Yeah. Could if you wanted to, though. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, I've let's got have it. a look. You've got I've to have got a look. It. Yeah. In the tool belt. Yeah. Just delete. Not even clear what's happening. They're just gone. Yeah. So I look around and I know now the makeup of what's going on. And also, yeah. my computer can also analyze the planet using the dialectic. So I, I know what's going on <laughs> over time. I know how power relations work. Can it say like revolutionary potential and give you like a percentage? It comes out as a color. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and it's just sort of baby blue. Yeah. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so I go, okay, they're not going to, this isn't going to happen on its own. I can, yeah, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see that, baby blue. Can you make this decision unilaterally? Do you think in your communist society you'll be able to see it? Or do you think you're going to have to like go back to a council and say, listen, I might use our powerful weapons to uh, communise this, this earth? What are you saying? Or do you reckon you're just going to go for it? Or do you know, do you know that the, 
it's like a policy that's already been hashed out. Like, oh, they've like already Prime said, Directive, if don't you see, mess. Yeah, Prime Directive. Prime Directive, unlike the Star Trek one, which is non-interference, it's if you find somewhere that's not communist, make it communist. You've got to be communist. It's yeah. the other Prime Directive, yeah. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your sleeves up. Good Samaritan. <laughs> the Good Samaritan Directive. The thing that I'm angling is just the impossibility of pigs fully transforming mm. a, a planet into a communist planet. So I'm there, I've got these powers, I'm looking, I know, okay, the capitalist class are keeping the proletariat down. Yeah, we used to have this long, long past. This was written on the tablets of our planet that we had this in our past, but somehow we overcame it um, where, where the other aliens landed. <laughs> we're a two-species yeah, yeah, yeah. two planet. So what did they do? Well, we don't know. Okay. It's lost. That tablet actually got destroyed. Oh, okay. Um, what? Um, okay. I had law. Right, law right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do I do? How do I... I contact the UN. <laughs> contact uh, Greta Thunberg. Have you got like a de-climate change fire ray as well? Could you sort that? Maybe what I don't. What I need is not a stick in the form of a giant laser. Carrot. But the carrot in form of my fix the climate instantly. My CO two sucker. I can fix the climate instantly if you adopt communism, which itself would go a long way. The fixing the climate disaster. Okay, I'm look, world leaders, capitalist world leaders. Okay. And we go, yes, we promise we'll do communism. Mm. So if you could just fix that climate, uh, we'll, you can be on your way and we'll see you later. And then the alien goes, oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> job, job done, quits in. It leaves. What I'm saying is even if you've got the carrot, I think necessarily you'll have to have, you've got to stay around, supervise, and then we're not, we're not in a... But there's a hierarchy now. To keep us to our promise, there has mm. to be some invigilator that watches the planet and goes, oh, better keep to your promise. But Other is what? this not imperialism, Sean? Otherwise, question mark. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying there's no peaceful way that you could, an external body can force through a regime change. It's just not possible. Yeah. So the the alien itself would be imperialist, which would negate the, the idea that it's... The moment anyway. you, you, you can try your absolute best mm. and it won't work. Yeah, yeah. And you've got loads of tools to like force the issue a bit. But yeah, the moment you use them, you're And also if it's not come from, if a revolution's not come from class consciousness, but like capitalist world leaders saying, yeah, yes, we of course do I will. Thank you, alien. <laughs> and they tried to trick, what would you do if you're like the world leaders to try to trick people that there's communism, put like a hammer and sickle on other, on some logos? Like, what would you actually do? What would a capitalist think doing communism was if the aliens told them to do well, that? Well, the aliens, okay, so the aliens coming back in 10 years. Yeah. Right, the alien goes, and what do they find? I will come back. Because obviously it's tough, isn't it, to yeah. reorganise a whole capitalist, globalised, yeah, 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 financialised yeah. globe <laughs> into now a global communist nationless state. So we'll give you 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, fuck, it's going to be a busy 10 years. <laughs> So they come back and, and, and again, this has to be a trick. Yeah, It yeah, just yeah. needs to pass one test and look like it in this test and then they can immediately revert back. But it has to genuinely look convincing. And are, are we keeping it as canon that the long-range scans can also scan the dialectic? I think you set that up so you've got to operate within that. Got to stick within that. So the only, if, it can, if it can scan the dialectic, then it has to actually, for one day, mm. be communism. You've got to set everything up so there's one day and it's communism day. Oh, my God. I mean, also, all we've said so far, because we're using the word communism, which is like unwieldy and comes yeah, with its yeah, own yeah, baggage yeah, yeah. anyway, and is completely compatible with massive totalitarianism. 
Yeah, yeah. So we, we're at no stay, point if, if did we, we say it was good communism. Well, no, we'll say work, worker ownership are the means of production. Sure. Yeah. And then a massive police state to ensure that on this one day, no one upsets us in front of Ofsted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, right? Yeah, Alien yeah, Ofsted yeah. for communism. Uh, yeah, you just create a gigantic global police <laughs> state. And the alien's going to be like, yep, they'll see this. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You tricked me. I didn't say good communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this you KGB you've set up. You, you, you did bad communism. You're right. I should have stipulated good communism. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I should have, should have cleared that up. What's <laughs> yeah. this? You've, you've, turned, you've turned the entirety of Western Europe into a gulag. Yep, fair enough. Didn't say you couldn't. Yeah. Really, it's on me. Because I me. should yeah, have been yeah, clearer yeah, yeah. what I no, was just, asking uh, for. Just sort of climb it out. Yeah. yeah. Arctic's back. There you go, lads. <laughs> the alien See, like, does yeah. so begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Oh, God. This is why we shouldn't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes home and gets rinsed by the other aliens. Yeah. Doing it again. Yeah, it's been... Well, did I they think, do good, good communism? They did a good no. communism. No. Did you forget to say good communism again? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean, with additional music by Jack Evans. If you enjoy Mandatory Redistribution Party, please subscribe, and maybe chuck us a tweet at Mando Party. If you're an alien listening to this, get in the DMs, and we'll sort an interview. We've also got live shows coming up on November the 27th at the Pier Hat in Manchester, and on December the 2nd at Lolshevism in Leeds. See you there, maybe? Farewell. Farewell.